Hi, I'm Greg Potter, and this is 20-Minute Collaborations. Hello! Welcome back to 20-Minute Collaborations. How is your week going so far? I am on this impromptu yet planned road trip out to Phoenix. Right now I'm in El Paso. And on this trip, I've been on a few different collaborations. One was an offset of the Lifecycle Collaboration class that is being taught right now. We were in our second class last week. Side note, if you'd like to sign up for the next uh, workshop series, it starts August 10th. There is an early bird deal right now. We had a conversation in that class last week that then also brought up an email where I was called in. I love being called in. I've been doing DEI work and anti-racist work for a long time, and we always need reminders, especially as a cis white man, that... We still have learning to do. There's always learning to do. And if we're not learning, then we're ready for death. It's kind of my side theory. Uh, Take it or leave it. I was presented with the opportunity to grow even a little bit more on something that was very detailed. And humorously enough, it had never come across my eyes. And so I learned there. And that was an ego-checking collaboration that I dealt with last week. Another collaboration that I'm in right now is actually with Bono from U2. And you might be thinking, oh my gosh, Greg, what are you doing? What are you up to? Well, on my road trip, I am listening to his book. I read it the end of last year, and then I'm like, I'm going to listen to it. And it is edited kind of like a podcast, so there's a lot of sound in there, sound bites from... Mandela speaking and from different concerts that they did and at the end of at the beginning of each chapter he sings a little bit of the song acoustically of what that chapter is named of what collaborations are you up to right now what intentional or unintentional collaborations are you up to we've decided that we're going to do a new series coming up probably starting in April where you email me one of the collaborations you're working on and I will do a collaborant and talk through it. Feel free to email me what you're working on and if there's a problem in it and let's talk through it together in a collaborant. This week I have wonderful opportunity to share with you a conversation with Aureli Estrada. Aureli is a servant leader who has a life story that is not uncommon, but it is unique, very unique. She is a mother. She is the executive director of Affordable Dental Care. She is a dynamite fundraiser. Uh, She has a master's of applied science with specialization in various aspects of community development from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. She is a connector. She is a shining light. And I know that in this conversation, you are going to feel all of that and so much more. Here is this wonderful chat with Aurelia Strada. I am so excited. I have not been able to do a lot of in-person interviews 
And I have the joy of sitting with my guest today in her office at her amazing clinic, the Affordable Dental Care in Madison, Wisconsin. So I'm wel- welcoming to the show Aurelia Estrada. Hello. Hello. How are you doing today? Oh, amazing. I am so happy to be sitting here right across from you. Welcome to our clinic. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm The space always has so much positive, amazing energy. What you're doing for the public is phenomenal. I'm going to start off with, would you like to tell the guests a little bit about yourself? Of course. Uh, I was born in Mexico. I in a underdeveloped village. Um, there was no running water or electricity. And then I grew up in LA. Um, my family migrated to the US when I was seven. I moved to Wisconsin when I was 20. And I never thought uh, Wisconsin will be home to me. And here I am. (laughs) I grew up in Wisconsin and I didn't think Wisconsin would be home to me. (laughs) Yeah. So now I have like three different homes. LA will always be a home. Mexico, obviously, the place that birthed me. And Wisconsin. The life of a global citizen. Yes. uh, Well, I'm so glad that we are having this time together today. Uh, I... I really just, you and I met in one of your graduate school classes when I was invited to chat like three or four years ago. Yes. And ever since we met, I've just been such an admirer of all the work that you're doing and uh, inspired and uh, learning from the work that you're doing. You teach so much all the time. So again, I'm so grateful. Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Um, Ever since I met you at... um at the School of Human Ecology during one of your presentations, I felt really inspired by your work. You really are intentional about working collaboratively with so many of us. So I kept on following you. And then I actually saw you again at Madison College, something around equity and inclusion. And Sarah Alvarado um, co-facilitated that session with you. You did not recall, and I'm so putting you on the spot right now. Oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> guessing for step up. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was a while ago. Yeah, so, so I always admire your work. You always really inspire me. So thank you. Thank you. I'm really, really excited to oh. be able to talk about whatever you want to talk about today. <laughs> oh, listeners, I'm full of warm fuzzies. Uh, well, as the listeners may or may not know, uh, I bring every invite every guest and they share a short story about a time where they worked with different people to accomplish a common goal. This can be formal or it can be uh, informal, but uh, Aureli, would you like to tell your story? Yes, I have so many, but I'm going to focus um, specific to the current work that I'm doing. I have to say, it's funny that you said focus because <laughs> you and I have a hard time focusing sometimes because we go all over. Anyway, yes. okay, yeah, please, please tell your story. Please keep me on track. <laughs> um, yeah, so my background is not dentistry and I'm the executive director of Affordable Dental Care, which is a dental clinic. How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> So it takes a lot of uh, teamwork, a lot of collaboration, a lot of intentionality. Um, So when I started here, um, so I have a lot of knowledge around nonprofit, nonprofit, community-based work. Um, That's what I've learned. You know, I have a master's in applied um, science, uh, very specific to community development. So assessing 
the needs of communities at large, making them better, community-based participatory research all around community and making them better. So when I started here, um, it was very critical for me to have a better understanding of uh, the operations of the clinic because we are a nonprofit. So I, it was, I needed to conduct a SWOT analysis. I wanted to know, to assess the strengths, the weaknesses, opportunities, and threats of the organization as a whole. And that require a lot of intentionality and relationship building with my staff. So I remember coming in and I requested, I immediately within my first month, I requested biweekly staff meetings. And immediately there was <laughs> apprehension. Like, no, we never used to do this. We used to do this every three to four months. So and now you're asking bi-weekly? for biweekly. <laughs> Yeah, but that was so important. So I'm like, well, it's very important to get to know you, to get to know and the, um, the clinic as a whole. So I want to understand and I want to hear it from all of you. So we, we got together and brainstorm and within, you know, by the second month of being here at ADC, um, I had a really good understanding of of what our strengths were and what I needed to work with, but it required every single voice to share out, you know, like their own experience. So I was able to give feedback from our full-time dentist, um, you know, what were the opportunities. So we needed um, more innovative equipment to have better patient diagnostics. I had no idea. <laughs> so um, uh, the office manager, you know, with scheduling or maybe bringing in additional staff, uh, developing partnerships with specialists. So there were a lot of opportunities and that really, it really set me up on the next trajectory, like what was going to be my scope of work in the next mm -hmm. six months, nine months, or even 12 months and beyond. That was very, very critical and I think, um, even now in a day-to-day, -day, um, our work is really around uh, team building and work coming together as a team and hearing each other out. So currently we even have a brainstorming board where every voice is heard. So I write out a question, you know, like what are your thoughts about the future vision and growth of the clinic? What is the impact that why is that you are envisioning so hearing everyone's voice is very critical and then we're able to just have a consensus and then we execute i'm able to execute based on that but it it requires a lot of like cohesiveness or like all of us coming together and you know challenge we even get to challenge um, ideas or opinions, but not the person, which is, it's essential, I think. And it's just part of being human. Right, right. It's, it goes to the challenge, the action, and not the person or the like character of the person. Right. Right. So. Yes. Um, I want to back up for a second and I want to go into, because the, one of the most beautiful things about your story here at ADC is not knowing dental stuff. Right. And so in, in, as a transformational leader, 
I'm hearing how does, well, what I'm going to ask is how does humility show up in transformational leadership in a situation like you came into? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, transparency and being honest with myself is very important. And just being honest with myself is one of my core values. And it's so important. So I oftentimes find myself asking my clinical team, like, what does this mean? <laughs> um, so, you know, we have a CEREC and it's a mill that it's a machine, a mill that makes crowns. And um, so acknowledging that I do not know everything about dental equipment, but asking the questions like, mm -hmm. and I'm looking up to my team, I'm looking up to my dental assistant, I'm looking up to our hygienist, our dentist, and I write grants. Um, and we've been very successful at securing funding since I've been here. That was one of the biggest challenges uh, before I started. So it helps me. So recognizing that I do not have the answers to everything, that's very important. And two, approaching the person that knows better and getting feedback and getting their insight. And then they teach me a lot and I'm always learning and it's really fascinating and it's, it makes me very happy. <laughs> well, it's the, the engagement in it that, I mean, for me, that fills me to know that people see, feel seen and heard. Also, side note, listeners, I just want to let you know that Aureli could teach a masterclass on securing funding. She's so good at it. <laughs> I was a development assistant for two years during grad school. Um, I took courses around uh, fundraising and development, and I just fell in love with it. And I, I'm like, oh, I love nonprofit work and bringing in the capacity to nonprofits. But I told myself I will never work at a nonprofit. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> I want to back up one uh, back up to this transformational leadership piece you. yeah. that you're chatting about because we talked about humility, but also you and this the fact that I get to know you a little bit more on our relationship. You really have done so much work on knowing yourself. How big and important is it that leaders know themselves? Oh, it's huge. Um, oh my gosh. Um, that's such a deep question. <laughs> We're not here to mess around. I love it. Oh my gosh, I love it. Um, I think I want I want to be able to show up fully for every single person that I work with, even when I'm out in the community or even with my son. So I, I'm, I'm a big advocate of taking care of our well-being, our mental health, and um there I have a lot of discipline I do yoga four times a week and I take care of myself that's and it's that time just for me because it's so important and I've been I've been looking at this uh, quote recently quite a bit it keeps on coming up something about I used to say you need to take care of me so I can be well but it's the other way around I need to take care of me something so you can the same idea kind of like put your mask on 
in the airplane before you can put on yes. kind of that same yes. feeling. So I practice that like on a day-to-day -day basis. And I tell my, my team, I want to be able to show up for you fully. And I also tell them if you're having a bad day and you, if you need, please just take a day off, take care of your mental health. So it's really important. I cannot pour for an empty cup. So I always have to nourish my soul, nourish my body. And that could be, you know, through my yoga practice, um, eating healthy, giving my body some movement. And I have to take care of my mind and body and spirit. And that's the way to do it. Right. I, I do not think I can afford not being happy in the workplace. Yeah, because, you know, I have to problem solve. I have to show up and be fully present. Completely. Yes. Um, I'm going to switch gears for just a minute and go off the leadership stuff because the other beautiful thing about your story is really how the community engagement with your staff, with the new staff, and the community engagement with the actual community and building partnerships, the action looks the same. Can you speak a little bit more about the importance of community engagement both with your inner community and your outer community? Yes, so that is part of our culture. So, and it goes back to transparency. And you see, you see what you get, or you get what you see, type mm -hmm. of thing. And I practice that. Um, and it's equally important. So it's so whatever you see out in the community, you're gonna you bet you're gonna see when you walk into our clinic because it's equally important. It's part of who we are. We are a family. And it's part of our values. It's part of our core values. So it's like, it's just delivering the same message. Um, so it's just part of our mission. And I, I, I don't think there's any other way around it. <laughs> there really isn't. <laughs> uh, what is your first step with any, like, actually, I'm going to change this up. If you were talking to someone who is just beginning a journey in, community engagement and community engagement leadership, what is the thing that you would tell them that they should always practice first when entering a new community? Try to have some empathy. Empathy is very important. And it's not about you. And even my work, it's not about me. And I tell my staff that all the time. And it's so coming in, knowing that this isn't about you, but it's really about the community or the person that you are going to be talking to or the person in front of you and try to understand the person's perspective or their needs. And it's just through that natural engagement conversation and things just start flowing. We're really positioning ourselves in a place where we are seeking to understand you or them. Yes. I love that. And then I think the undertoned piece that the word actually wasn't said is the curiosity. Yes. You know, with me and all my work, I always, if I don't have a curiosity to be in that community, um, along with the empathy, then it's not authentic and it's not genuine. So I have to find where that is and what I'm curious about. And also if it's serving yes. what I'm doing and yes. serving the people that we're meant to serve and that intersection is happening anyway, but that's a whole different yes. soapbox that we could get onto. I want to, before our time runs out, because 
time goes so quickly during this. Yeah. I want to ask you a little bit about, so we talked about leadership and then we went to the community engagement. Now, I, how do you empower a team and why is empowerment so important in the realm of this work? Yeah, awesome. And I, I want to add a little bit to that empathy. It's beyond empathy too, it's compassion. Mm-hmm. Love, compassion, and empathy and seeking to understand that person in front of you or that community. And it's, it, at that point, it's not about me. It's not about whatever. I don't have an agenda. <laughs> so anyway, um, empowering. Um, I cannot deliver the mission of ADC if it's not through the support of my colleagues, our collaborators, you sitting here in front of me interviewing. So now this is becoming part of our awareness, sharing a larger message to other people listening to this. Um, like, you know, they're going, oh, what is affordable dental care? Like, who is this person? So it's huge. I really, I genuinely admire the talent and skill set that others have or offer that is different to my own like I know what I'm really good at I know what my strengths are I know what my weaknesses are but I really admire I really I genuinely admire the the strengths of others and then I tap into that I want to hone into that and I let's build together and that's what I do um, here with my team you know compassionate care Um, our dentist she she takes a huge pay cut. She's not making what a traditional dentist will make in a private practice, right? So I know that one of her core values is compassion and delivering loving care to our patients. I highlight those things with her and I'm always thanking her for her compassion and loving care. And um, Jason, my executive assistant, he's very creative. So this morning, um, I wanted to give a shout out at the morning huddle to Jason and how critical his creativity has been to all of us to be able to deliver. He organizes luncheons for us. We have boba tea Mondays. So that's Jason like picking up boba tea for us. So it's important to just like appreciate and value him and like even identifying the love language of of the people and how do they feel most value and to me it's through that sense of empowerment but it's really honing into their strengths and I tell them like our office manager Alan in his case I tell him like I'm here to support you and I'm here to see your development tell me what do you need help with what do you need from me and I think that's so value completely and they're seen and they're heard and felt supported and and it's that they feel that they're a part of something bigger than they are yes because of that so i love that uh of course our 20 minutes are up i would love to know if there's anything lingering or still that might be sitting in in you that you want to share further before we say goodbye there is something that I've learned recently, and it's called compassionate leadership. I guess I want to speak about we need to be okay with normalizing tough conversations. 
And that's my last thing that I want to share. You know I'm all about that. <laughs> you know, we were just talking about that before I hit record. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank yeah. you so much for this time today. Where can people find you? Our social media, um, affordablesmiles.org. That's our website. Perfect. Or and it will be all linked in the yes. the the page as well. For, yes. For we our have listeners. a Facebook, Instagram. Thank you so much for this time today. I value any time I get with you. Thank you so much, Greg. Thank you for being so intentional about creating this type of space for so many of us in our community. And I really value and appreciate everything you do. You are so welcome. Do you feel so warm and fuzzy? Did she just fill you up? Because I had the conversation and I've listened to it multiple times and I'm still filled up. I'm so honored that Aurelia is one of the people in Madison that I get to work with. This conversation huh, was a lesson on empathy and also how to apply it. I love that we really dove into transformational leadership values and necessities such as humility, transparency, and honesty, and empathy, and really coming down to love, compassion, and empathy. If we have those as our base, and we work from places of love, compassion, and empathy, we can create so much positive change. Talked about uh, the SWOT analysis in tools and um, how valuable that is. In any program evaluation course, you're gonna get introduced to SWOT among some other tools such as product mapping, asset mapping, logic models, and so definitely, if you're interested in that, take a moment to do a little Google search and check all that out. I really have nothing else to add to this conversation because it was so enjoyable and loving. And for me, it was just like a big hug. I can't wait to chat with you next week. We have not established which interview is coming up, so I cannot tell you who will be on, but... Let me tell you that it will be a fantastic conversation on the next 20-minute collaborations. You've been listening to 20-Minute Collaborations with international collaboration coach Greg Potter. If you're interested in working with Greg or finding out how he can help your organization, visit ggpotter.com. You can also follow him on all the social media at ggpotter. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to get all of the collaborative ooey-gooeyness that you've been longing for your entire life. This is an Artemis Bow Productions podcast.